0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, September 27th. This is episode number 824. This is Meet My Friend Friday. And as always, I like to have thought leaders and funny people on the show with me on Fridays. Today is no exception. My friend Todd Wilson, otherwise known as the family man, is on the show with me today. And we're gonna talk all things fatherhood and homeschooling. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Lots of stuff coming up on the calendar. And you guys know I'm gonna be hosting my women's event here in Vancouver. Faith That Speaks will be coming to Vancouver on the 12th of October. We are in the middle right now of a venue change. And so please, if you have bought tickets for that event, please watch the website because we'll be announcing that venue change shortly. It was gonna be held at the Homeschool Resource Center and we are needing to move it. So please watch the website for that. That event is being held on Saturday. October 12th. After that, I'll be in Lincoln, Nebraska for a women's conference. Coming out and see me, you can find out where I will be at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Also, we've got a brand new season of MomStrong International coming up, a brand new study starting. This is a great time for you to jump in. The new study starts on October the 1st. All right, without any further ado, I want to introduce my friend to you. I met Todd a long time ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth and uh, immediately was just totally fascinated by his ministry. This guy is so real, and I think that's why he resonates with readers and with audiences around the nation. Todd and his wife, Debbie, have been married for quite a while. We're going to be talking about that today, and they've got a bunch of kids. Todd Wilson, welcome to the podcast, friend.
1: Hey, it is good being with you.
0: How many times have you been on the podcast?
1: On your podcast? Yeah. Well, I think this would make the first... (laughs)
0: I was gonna say zero.
1: Why don't you give me a a cut and squeeze lemon juice in it?
0: (laughs) I know, because that makes me kind of a lame friend. I was thinking (laughs) why haven't we done this before? Because you guys are you and Debbie are some of our favorite people and I and I, you know, totally resonate with what you're doing. You tend to speak more to the dads, obviously, I speak more to the moms, and we've done a lot of sort of cross-working, cross-promotion over the years. But I was thinking about this. Like, I can't believe it. Okay, so we'll have, I will rectify this. Okay, we'll we'll do this again. So you guys, That's you guys live in Indiana.
1: Say.
0: Hey, man you you haven't tried me yet. <laughs>
1: okay, don't get mad. Don't get mad until after I don't do it. That's right. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. We're fine now. Everything's just. He said, said
1: that we're going to be on the show again. Why hasn't she called?
0: (laughs) I gave her my number. Gosh, what's going on? It'll probably be tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'll work on it. (laughs) Don't push me. Okay, you guys, you live in in Indiana. Uh And how many kids do you have? I have eight kids. Who would be crazy enough to do that?
1: You know, one at a time, just one at a time. That's right. That's
0: right. And some of your kids are married now. And like me, you've joined the, uh, as Andrew Pudewa calls it, the looks too young to be a grandparent club.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good thing to tell yourself. But it is true. It doesn't matter. Your grandchildren are always going to think you are old.
0: That's true. And how old is your oldest grandchild now? Because you've got two, We've got
1: two. Um, So uh, Renly is like two and a half years old, and Hudson, her brother, is maybe six or seven months old.
0: i got to tell you, these millennials are really good at picking names. They are. We were like, no, Doug, Judy. They're like, Renly. That has a good (laughs) ring to it. Rocket. When I saw that name, I was like, dang, that's really cute. Why didn't we do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Well, you know, they told us there was something na- with an R and they'd never had heard it as a name. And so we were all guessing like rutabaga, you know, rhubarb, <laughs> which are perfectly good millennial perfectly names. Perfectly
0: good. Well, I mean, didn't uh, what's her name? What, didn't she name her daughter Apple? Who? Who named their daughter Apple? It was like a, a movie star. I'll, I'll think of her uh, name. Probably. I can see it in my head. Uh-huh. How many years have you been married?
1: We've been married almost 30 years. We'll we'll have our 30th anniversary this uh, next summer.
0: Oh, my goodness. So you guys are just about, just right. Jay and I are going to celebrate our 30th anniversary on Monday.
1: Wowzer. That's a true story. That is old.
0: I know, I right? I know
1: it. I mean, you can remember when your parents had their 30th anniversary. And you thought they were ancient. <laughs> I know.
0: And yeah, right. Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's move on. We're doing a cruise together. You and Debbie and Jay and I hosting with FPEA, a marriage cruise. which was going to be really cool. Uh, pulling out of, uh, where are we leaving from? I think we're leaving Florida. from
1: Fort Lauderdale,
0: Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. on January 4th. And uh, we're going to have some fun. I think it's going to be a blast.
1: So, it's going to be a blast. We're real excited.
0: Yep. We're going to be focusing on obviously talking about marriage on that trip and I'm excited. So if anybody's wants more information, they can reach out to FPEA right and get more information. I think so. On that. It might
1: be sold out, but I know they're already talking about doing it in, in 2021. So you know, might okay. be something you put on your on your to do calendar.
0: Yeah. Well, FPA was my very first cruise. I just did my very first one last year because I spoke for them, and I know you did the year before. Correct. Was that your first cruise? It also, was.
1: never been on and one And what before.
0: what was your impression, Todd?
1: It was amazing. I just thought it was amazing. I thought the value was huge. You know, you you went yeah. a couple thousand miles out in the ocean. You stopped at a couple great, amazing destinations. You got all this great food. You got a hotel room for a bunch of days. And it yep. was super reasonable. And you didn't have your yeah. kids with you. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs>
0: winning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a- Hashtag winning. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, we thought so, too. I mean, we, we couldn't believe it. We got there. It was just everything. It was just beautiful. And the room service was free. Yeah. like We were like, this is amazing. So every night before you go to bed, you're like, I would like a coffee
1: <laughs> and a,
0: a bagel delivered to my room in the morning and just magically appeared. Yeah. It was a miracle. Well, you know, I think the and best no, part. no dishes. <laughs>
1: That's right. That, that was a good part. But what I thought <laughs> is the, the part that I like is that, you know, for my wife, especially, it's hard for her to, it's hard for her to focus on us. You know, mm-hmm. and when you have lots of stuff going, and you're on this boat, you don't even get cell phone coverage and amen and and we could just focus on us and that and that doesn't mm. happen very often, and it's it's worth the price of admission,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We thought so, too. We had a great time. We cannot wait to go again. And we're really excited because we get to see you guys. And we're hoping to spend some time with uh, people who are coming on the cruise for this particular purpose. So it's going to be good. So check it out, you guys. You can find more out and more information out at the Florida Parent Educators Association. Uh, Just Google them and uh, you can get in touch with them. Actually, I will link back to links for them on the show notes today. Todd, I really want to talk to you about uh, real-life homeschooling, because this is something you're sort of famous for. You run The Smiling Homeschooler, homeschoolerright.com, yeah. and you've been spent, at least as long as I've known you, uh, just really talking about real-life homeschooling. Like, what does it look like? I know that when uh, when the homeschool proselytites came to my church and talked me into homeschooling a long time ago, I kind of thought the laundry would do
1: itself. <laughs> right.
0: I thought the kids would come down every morning and the birds would sing. They would say, Mother, we got up early this morning and we did two lessons of math. We worked ahead because we knew it would bless you. <laughs> right. And like, you know, 23 years later that, yeah, not once.
1: <laughs> right, that. right, right. You know, and the thing <laughs> is, is that, you know, you've got a pretty good handle on it, you know, on the outside anyway. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, that's Do not... you
0: want to get invited back or not? <laughs> that's dude? Just
1: right. Make up, make up your mind. <laughs> you know, you, you know enough to know that's an unrealistic expectation. But, you know, there are a lot of moms who don't. They, 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 they say it but deep down they don't, they feel like, well, how come my kids are the only kids that are, are this way. And, you know, I've heard lots of moms, lots of moms who've come up to me and said, you know, we did everything they said we did. And then they go down through this list and it's a, it's a really a sad list. You know, like we, we wore we did dresses only we, we, whatever. We didn't watch Disney movies. We didn't put our kids in the nursery, you know, and it's just a ridiculous list. And then they say, And it didn't turn out the way we thought it was going to turn out. And it wasn't really, you know, sadly, they were led. They were led astray uh, by someone who promised something that they should not have promised. And it's not just one person. It was lots of people. Um, But, uh, you know, the thing is, this homeschooling thing, this family thing is hard. And I just, you know, it's comforting to to me to know that I'm doing a hard good thing with somebody else. You know, to know that the St. John's, it's hard for them, too. To know that, you know, for their kids, their kids don't always act like they would like them to act. They don't always make choices that they'd like them to make. And somehow, when my kids are making those, it just it comforts me to know that I can talk to somebody, you know, who's going through the same thing. And really, we're all going through the same thing. But it's really sad to me for those moms who plaster this smile on their face. And you, you know, as you're talking to them, you, you just... You get this feeling like, you know, you, you're not happy on the inside, are you? You're dying on the inside. And sometimes they're pretty good at at covering up. I mean, I know moms who, you know, their kids are are doing some really painful, terrible things. You know, not because they're bad kids, but because they're normal kids who've been caught up in something. You know, and then when they meet with their little group, they never even mention it. You know, they just keep playing that game and saying, well, I'm good. You're good. And they perpetuate that that lie that uh, is it kills us. It just kills us. So really, that's all I want. Um, You know, people will say, oh, the smiling homeschooler, is it it's all about smiling? No, it's not all about smiling. It's not about faking ourselves out to smile. It's about, you know, being real. It's about, you know, talking about. You know, when our houses are disasters and our lives feel the same and somehow, you know, that takes some of the pressure off and then we really can smile.
0: Yeah. And you've had you've done a good job for these many years now of really bringing joy into the equation. And I think part of the way that you have done that so successfully is by saying by just acknowledging, hey, look, this is hard. I think there's something you and I really have in common. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. Like, you know, your life is perfect. My life is perfect. You know, homeschooling is hard. But something that you and I agree on and have talked about for many years is that the hard things, you know, things that are worth it in this life are hard. Yeah. Nothing that's worth it is easy. And and that includes marriage. It includes homeschooling, right? All of these things. Yeah.
1: yeah. And even I, you know, and I, and maybe you do it too, Heidi, people will say, oh, you're so real Todd. And I'm always like, I don't say everything, you know, <laughs> because there are things that are, that we don't share with everybody, you know, but I hope that there is somebody that you can be real with, you know, that I hope yeah. that, we can, cause, cause, you know, we're not just talking. I can remember one time hearing Chuck Swindoll on the, on the radio and him saying, well, you know, we always, we all struggle with things and, uh, and you know, he had his, and then he said like, what really makes me mad? And I thought he was going to, you know, have a big zinger. And he said, oh, when, when little kids stand on my shoes, he goes, that just really makes me mad. <laughs> and and when he got done, I'm like, that's it. That's all that makes you mad. And uh I just think, you know, it just, I, I just think when we can tell someone, at least someone, the real ugly stuff, it just mm-hmm. it is refreshing.
0: Well, it's, it brings freedom. It it really does bring freedom. There was I posted uh, on Facebook, I don't know, several weeks ago that our family has just been going through, just going through the ringer over here. I talked to you about it a couple of weeks ago. And we had, you know, just thing after thing after thing. And one of the things that happened was that my our youngest daughter uh, got lice. Dude, I've been married for thirty years, seven kids. I've never, I've never seen a head louse before. I was like, "What is this monstrosity?" And then I thought, oh, "For goodness sake, I, she sits on my lap every day." You know, I read to her, and I was like, "I bet I have it too." So I start crying, going to somebody, "Could you please look through my head?" They're like, "What?" <laughs> sure enough, you know, it wasn't a bad case, but I definitely had it. And I thought, okay, somebody's going to find out about this. I'd rather get ahead of it. I'd rather say, hey, want to know what's going on at St. John's? We got this going on and that going on and our, all of our pipes are busted and the east side of our house so it has to be repaired. And uh, oh, by the way, we have head lice. I just want to set my entire hair on fire. But I decided, you know, not to do that. You know, it was amazing. I started getting emails from people who had heard it and listened. They're like, oh, my word, that happened to me, too. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, why are we embarrassed to say this is life like this? Like life is messy. Right. Life is messy and it's hard. And I think that there's some sort of a joy and camaraderie and just saying, can we just agree together that this thing is hard, but it's also worth it. And that's yeah. really been the message that you've been bringing to families, right? For many years.
1: Yeah. You keep, fo- you keep focusing on this many years thing, you know? Yeah, well, dude, you're a dinosaur. Everybody <laughs> know. knows it. <laughs> oh, it's sure been How old fun. are you now, Todd?
0: Are you like 60 yet?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not there <laughs> yet.
0: <laughs> we're, gonna, you, I, we're getting to the jumping-off place. That's, That's all there right. is to it. That's
1: right. That's all there's
0: to it. I want to know your opinion on something. Um, I'm actually getting ready to to write about this. I'm in the middle of a of a book project right now, and I've been kind of thinking hard on the teenage years and young adults in particular. I'm and i them. think that
1: <laughs> I don't think we should have teenage years.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you and Jay. I think we've agreed on this before. <laughs> But I, something I've noticed, and I, I know this is true for moms and I'm assuming it's true for dads as well. So I can only speak to it really from my perspective, but I think they're very, I think they can be very lonely years. Like when our kids are little, you know, we're, we're trying to figure, you know, we're trying to figure out the potty training thing. And then the first time your kid lies to you and he's six years old and you go, my kid lied to me and this is how we addressed it, blah, blah, blah. But when your 16 year old kid lies to you, or when your 17-year-old kid makes a choice that you that you cry yourself to sleep over you can't get on Facebook and say you know this happened today with my because they can read it <laughs> you know it's not and so what i'm noticing is a lot of these moms they go underground they kind of go underground and it creates this lonely sort of space that we exist in and i'm wondering what you know, do you notice that it's happening too? I feel like these are lonely, lonely years because what we really wanna do, and I think this is important, I think what you said earlier is totally right. We don't wanna overshare. Like you can, especially when it comes to our kids, we wanna be so tender and so careful. And yet we still need to be able to say, I'm having a hard time or this is hard or, or oh my goodness, young adults, hello. I mean, I've got a 28 year old now, a 25, a 22. We've got kids who are well into their uh, young adult years. And that brings with it, um, it's wonderful, but it, it there are also aspects of it that are very hard. What do you say? I mean, do you notice that this is also – do you see this happening with dads too, or do you think it's more the moms who carry it, or how yeah, do you see I it? Do,
1: I, I mean, it hits us all, but I, I think moms carry it differently. You know, dads sometimes will bury themselves in their work, or they'll kind of uh, – you know, just keep busy doing other things or they ignore it. You know, we, we, we'd kind of like to, you know, if I don't know it, it can't be as bad as, you know, as it is. Right. But moms, <laughs> you know, moms internalize it and they start to blame themselves. And then they begin to blame their, you know, your, their husbands. Uh, yeah. and, and so it puts a lot of pressure on marriages. Um, but, you know, again, going back to being able to, to, to tell things, um, I agree. You don't need to tell everybody, but if you're if you have a friend that you would call your a good friend, you should be able to tell her. You know, if you're part of a small group, you know that uh, maybe a bunch of ladies, and maybe it feels more awkward when you're with you know a couples thing. But if you're in a small and a couples group, you should be able to tell them. In fact, I think it's bigger than just you. You know, when you're going through a hard time, I, I've noticed that. I, I mean. I I, I used to do men's Bible studies all the time. And, you know, the guys would talk about zero. I mean, they'd just talk about, yeah, my yard, I've got a lot of of moles, you know, and I'm trying to, and then, you know, well, is there any, anything we can be praying about? And they're, they're talking about, you know, well, I'm having some job things, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on me. And then all of a sudden I say, well, you know, my wife says she hates me and, and they go, well. My wife said the same thing, you know, <laughs> and then because really, I don't do that just to get their prayer, their prayer help. You're trying Even to I get them to open up. I'm trying to let them know that they're OK. And yeah. I'll just because yeah. we're all I'll tell you, we all go through and we we say things like, you know, we all have hard marriages. The truth is sometimes our spouse hates us. Sometimes our spouse is involved in things we just we hate. We hate. You know, I hear it all the time. I heard it this past week. You know, sometimes our we haven't been intimate in months and months or years and years. And, and And again, we think, oh, Heidi, she gets mad at Jay, but she's never been there. Well, Heidi has been there. I've been there. We've all been there. And we're not, we don't always live there. But when it happens, I think, you know, and so for parents of teens, I think the pressures are huge. I think. You know, and you know the the thing is, we think we're, you know, we're keeping it well hidden, but I mean, here's the ugly truth: your friends are watching your kids on Facebook and Instagram, so they yeah, know what right. they're doing anyway. You know, that's right. <laughs> and so, I'll tell you, my wife is so bold and so real. We we had dinner with a couple, and it's been a little while ago, but their son, you know, posts things on Facebook that. I mean, he uses all the words that I would have had my mouth washed out with soap, you know, and he uses them very freely. He uses them to make a point. And, you know, where we got together and I'm like, you know, I didn't say anything. And Debbie goes, so what's going on with your son? I mean, he seems like he's saying some. And it was just it was free for them because they didn't have to pretend like it wasn't happening, you know. And so maybe, you know, we we just ask. You know, I say, well, your, your son or daughter, you know, they got that big spike sticking out of the front of their head. How are things going, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I noticed
0: 17 new piercings yes, in their nose.
1: We like yeah. them, but, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I've found that even if I make light of those or I just acknowledge them, you know, all of a sudden. And I'll tell you what, even as we're talking to one another and I want to encourage you, I guess the moms, you know, to be able to be real with their friends, but sometimes, you know, when I, I can remember talking to a dad and saying to him, so how are things going with your, with your daughter? And he's like, oh, good. And it, it felt like it was a little weird situation. Cause again, I, I had seen some things and, and I said, again, uh, you know, a few minutes later, so, so everything's going okay. He goes, yeah. And then like, I asked one more time, like, so, you know, does Is she doing okay? And they said she's doing terrible, you know, and just because if I just let that go, you know, that end of the church greeting time kind of time, it wouldn't have been life changing because when they told us it became life changing because all of a sudden we prayed and we let other people know and and the conversation grew and, you know, God's doing amazing things, but it doesn't happen if you keep it to yourself cuz that's the truth you know even when it says in James um confess our sins to one another and pray for one another we will be healed i mean that's the truth we will be healed that's a promise but nobody it, we don't see the healing because nobody prays and nobody prays cuz nobody knows and nobody knows because nobody tells each other so mm. you know yeah so, it's so true yeah
0: and yeah, we go through i think so important for uh parents who are listening to not to realize that they're not alone that that this is this you know the struggles that we face as parents are relatively universal like th- we may we may face them in varying degrees in one degree or another but the same thing is true no matter what season of life or even season of homeschooling uh you find yourself in because you know we're parenting very differently now than we were you know 28 years ago the world is a different place and so we're being we're being challenged on so many fronts and that ability to just say, man, this is hard. You know, can you pray for me? Uh, one of the reasons I love, so much love the Homeschool Resource Center is that we, this is a place for people to come and just to, you know, we do, you know, we have counseling here. We do, hey, here's what's going on. We're gonna do parenting classes because we, we're acknowledging this thing that you're doing, it's hard it's hard but if we'll link arms and actually talk about what's going on in our homes and talk about what's going on in our marriages somehow it really does ease the burden yeah if if uh, i loved what you said earlier i kind of wrote this down cuz i think it's important i kind of want to circle back to it uh you said you know but we did everything they said and i i was thinking back to sort of the earlier days of homeschooling when legalism was just it was a thing and it would it was the dresses and we grind our own wheat and make it into flour and the homeschoolers were very there was a stereotype, right, of of homeschoolers. And then we began to see the fallout from this just rules-based uh, parenting. And Jay and I have made our, our fair share of mistakes. I'd love to sit here and say, we did it right, and here's how you do it. Right. But-
1: <laughs> Me too. I'd like to rub it yeah. in your faces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it didn't work that way. Yeah. And I started talking about this a long time ago out on the road just saying, listen, you know, rules without relationships equals Rebellion, and we have seen a lot of that in the homeschool movement over the last twenty years. And I'm wondering if you can speak to that for just a minute, because there's there are moms and dads who are listening to this right now, and they're, and we've got lots of people listening with teens, but we've also got lots of people listening who are just starting out in their parenting, and uh, just starting out in in homeschooling, just trying to get their you know get their bearings. Um, And I'm wondering if you can talk to the parents who are going, man, is there a formula? Is there like if I just read this book or I just do that, you know, what where do you direct those parents?
1: You know, I'll I'll say there is no formula. Um, Mm -hmm. There are no I mean, anybody who says do this and your kid, you know, if you do it God's way in whatever way, you know, trying to sell a book. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, Mm -hmm. and and we talk about like it used to be used to be a thing. It's a thing now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's changes a little bit. Now it's about like, you know, if you eat the right way or you avoid these different things, these toxins or, you know, and there's so much going on that we we think we're going to, it's going to be okay. I'll tell you if you, I don't believe in formulas, but I believe in this, that the love of a parent, unconditional love is irresistible, that they Mm. cannot resist it. Doesn't mean they're not going to make some bad choices, but they, you can't walk away from it. But I I think sometimes we get our our rules before us. And I can remember at times where, you know, I was just critical all the time. I was just on my kids, you know, because I wanted godly kids. So they had to act this way. They couldn't say this and they had to be this way. And after a while, I'm like, man, I wouldn't like me either, you know, because Mm. I'm just critical about everything. Uh, So good. But I think for us as moms and dads, and I'm going to put even more pressure on the dads not that again i don't believe it's a formula but i think dads somehow carry an extra weight mm-hmm. um i remember talking to a dad and he was one of those dads who was in that super legalistic that gothard thing and he was he was running some uh teenage girl retreats and so they'd have a bunch of these girls in and he and so we're just lightly talking and i said he said oh todd you wouldn't believe all the they he said they're all struggling all the girls and, yeah. and I wondered if I knew the answer, but I, but uh, I asked him, I said, so what do you think it is? He goes, these are the cream of the crop girls. I mean, these are the girls who have memorized the entire new and old Testament, you know, they, yeah. and they do all the right things. He goes, they
0: won the Bible. I mean, beef, for exactly.
1: <laughs> he goes, he goes, the problem is, is the relationship with their dads. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and that's what I thought he was. I was, I thought he might say that because, you know, dad's. You can be doing all those things. And if you are not, if you're not loving your daughter unconditionally, your sons unconditionally, and not liking your kids, you know, if you don't smile at your kids, I'll tell you, you're pushing them away. Um, Because your kids, my kids desperately want me to smile at them. And to be honest, I mean, you want a tough question, ask your kids, you know, not not around the dinner table because everybody would be goofy, but say, do you think... Do you think I like you? You know, and I wonder if, I mean, honestly, I think some of my kids might say, oh, I know my dad loves me, you know, but I don't know if he likes everything about me, you know, because my hair is this way and he, you know, I always, am late or I'm, you know, I'm never, I drop the ball and, and that breaks my heart because I want my kids to know that I like them. And I'll tell you, you can even begin to do that just by smiling at your kids, but but I think i tell you, I don't think you can walk away from a parent who smiles at you. I just don't think you can do it um, because why would you want to? But on the reverse of that, why would you want to stay c- close to someone who is always looking at you with with disappointment? You know, and so, yes, our kids, our teenage teenagers do dumb things because we did dumb things. You know, I say we put our armor on him and we go, hey, we're going to make it through. You know, that was a really, that was a really stupid choice. <laughs> but yeah. I love you. And, you yeah. know, and we're going to make it through it together.
0: Well, I think these are, you know, it sounds on its face. It sounds like, oh, yeah, duh. But it's actually pretty hard to do.
1: It's really hard. Like
0: to when do. you're when you're frustrated, I remember one of my sons came to me a long time ago. And uh, he was probably, I know, 16 and he said i feel like the word i hear from you most about me is disappointed mm. and it set me back because i was thinking you know instead of me saying i'm mad at you right. or i'm angry i i thought it was a softer word right, so right, I, right. I was like i'm really disappointed and yeah. he said that's all i really ever hear yeah. and he said i feel like nothing that i nothing that i do is ever going to going to rise above the level of your disappointment mm. and it it set me back, but i'll tell you it also made me really consider how am I talking to the right. other six kids you know if he feels it and he's brave enough
1: to say to, come it, into
0: yeah. the, to say it, then surely the other kids are feeling the same way and i I think that that moment when you realize it it really is love that makes the difference it's love that makes the difference it's walk and we're walking through some deep water with some of our kids right now, and one of the things that I have been most encouraged by lately is the adults who come, come back home and they want to sit on the couch and talk to you about it because they know you're going to lean in and you're going to hug them and you're going to say, man, I love you. We're, your dad and I were praying for you by name. How can I pray for you more? What can I do? And then they all of a sudden they begin to open up and they begin to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And what do you think about that? But if we push them away, it's very hard to get it back.
1: It is hard to get it back. And, you know, I think really, you know, sometimes we, we begin to freak out because they make some choices that maybe we wouldn't choose. But we've been training them for 20 plus years to make good choices. And, you know, could we possibly believe that maybe our training has paid off? You know, that that they're going to make a choice. Maybe we don't understand it, but maybe, maybe it's not as far off as we think it is. You know, and maybe God has to, you know, because we didn't know very much when we were their age either. And that's just part of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it really is. What you I
0: remember when our first, our first daughter got married and that was a tough transition for us. I don't know. I don't know why, man, but we were just like, what you're, you're doing, what, you know? <laughs> and, uh, they've been married for seven years now and they got two kids and one on the way. And we, I'm th- some of the biggest joys of our life are Savannah and her husband and just watching their family grow in the Lord. But I'll tell you what I stumbled and tripped up and said things I wished I hadn't said, and my friend, you know Steve Lambert. Mm-hmm. I I called Steve and Jane one yeah, day. Yeah, he's and probably been just... on
1: your show like four times.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, Todd. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm ticking. I'm ticking things off my list right now. <laughs> okay. So I I called Steve and Jane one day, and I was just in tears. And I was like, dude, I just i You know what it was? It was fear. I was just afraid. I wanted her. I want so much. Want her to be happy, and I so much want her to make a, a good choice. And my fear of that she'd make a wrong choice was clouding my, my judgment. And Steve said something so profound to me. He just said, Heidi, have you trained Savannah to hear the Lord? And I, I said, well, I, I hope so. That, that's what we've been doing for 21 years, you know? And he said, well, now, now it's the time for you to step back and actually let her do it. And, uh, you know, Jay and I, we talked about that over dinner and that was the, that was really the turning point. I think in our, in our shepherding of our adult children was to say, we've been training you. And now we're going to let you listen for the Lord. And we're just going to cheer you on from the sidelines. And yes, we'll tell you if we think you're, you know, if we think this is a terrible decision. But for the most part, we're going to trust you. And I think that's that's part of it.
1: And, and and like you said, and and you can trust God in that, too. You yes. know, you can, you know, because and really that takes a lot of pressure off me because I used to think I had to have my kids perfect by the time they got married. And the truth yeah. is God has a lot of lessons after they get married. We're still learning. We're still learning. Because the truth is, you know, my oldest son, Ben and Rissa, um, you know, one day Rissa will hate him. And, Mm -hmm. and he'll have to and that because that's just the truth, you know, and so will my other kids spouses, and they're going to just, but we've trained Ben, he's going to stay married. And he's, you know, they're going to keep working through that. But they may have to learn some of those things by spending nights on the couch. You know, (laughs) or maybe your, you know, your son or daughter or teenage has to get fired from their job or not get accepted to the school they want to go to because they didn't fill out their paperwork on time, you know, but sometimes moms, I think, you know, of teenagers, we go behind and we tidy things up all the time. Because we don't want them to have to be fired. We don't want, you know, so get up. Are you up? It's time to get up, yeah. you know. I'm, Wait, you are better you better hurry. My house right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I think. I feel like this is happening in my house right now. It,
1: it's happening in all of our houses right now. But I'll tell you, once they get fired or once they get that reprimand, you know, they learn a lesson. And and, and I guess I'm okay with letting God do what he needs to do. It's not, And it won't be fun. And it will look bad on us. Because you know, everybody's uh-huh. gonna say, Oh, yeah, well, that was that's one of the St. John's kids, isn't it? That's right, isn't she? A speaker <laughs> tells
0: people to be good
1: parents, you know. And yeah. uh, yeah.
0: well, and that's actually pretty that's a pretty real pressure. Oh, and yeah. we Jay and I have tried really hard to shield our kids from that, but uh, I did have one of my kids just in an, a moment of anger, right? We're angry at each other, sure. And this one child says to me, You know, it's really hard to be your kid, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I looked at that kid and I was like, Wow, if you wanted to hurt me,
1: (laughs) well, congratulations. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) But it is true. It
0: It is true.
1: And, you know, what I wanted, I can remember with Ben, my oldest, when he was a little kid. I was a pastor of a church, and and he was throwing this major fit. And I can remember getting down. I can remember where he was standing. And I remember getting down into his face, because he couldn't have been maybe seven or eight. And I got in his face, and I said, stop it, because you're embarrassing me. And I can remember the look in his eye right now. And it was kind of like he was saying, oh, you're on their side, aren't you, Dad? And I decided at that moment that from that point on, whenever he threw a fit or embarrassed me, I'd put my arm around him and go, yep, that's my boy, you know, and we're working on it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't turn against him. And, uh, you know, again, and as you've said, these are easy words to say. It's hard to do. Because, you know, I'm all warm and fuzzy right now, but I'll go upstairs and go, why haven't you guys done what you're supposed to do? You know, and I'll be mean (laughs) a few minutes later. Um, But I believe, you know, and and when we blow up, we just go to our kids and we go, I'm so sorry. You know, will you forgive me? And really, Mm -hmm. our kids are so willing and resilient. And they go, yeah, I do. Because they want to be they want to be right with you. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I, I feel like I just got a straight up counseling session. So thanks a lot, Todd. I feel better about my uh my mothering right well,
1: now. Well that's good. <laughs> I don't because I have only been on the show once and Steve Lambert's been on it like twelve times probably.
0: Yeah, you right. You right.
1: <laughs>
0: I like to run and hide from that, but I can't. Well, I'm definitely gonna gonna fix this. I know there are a lot of people listening right now who are just uh who are sitting down going, Thank you, Lord, for the ministry that todd wilson has to parents you have been such a gift to so many over all these years i know it's been like a hundred years i think
1: 75 like a hundred
0: years i think i met you i want to say i met you in seattle
1: Uh, i think so i think so yeah
0: yeah at an event in seattle and i remember then just going dude this guy's real and i so appreciated that and i still appreciate it and i want to thank you for coming on the show oh
1: my pleasure
0: you have a podcast, also. Where can listeners find you? Because I know these are podcast listeners, so they're familiar with the podcast genre. Where can they find your well, podcast? Well, you
1: can if you, if you're a guy. Uh, we have one called the Family Man Show. You can find it on iTunes and you know where good podcasts are found. Um, you can go also go to our website familymanweb.com. If you're a homeschooling mom, we have one called the Smiling Homeschooler, and uh, again, you can find it where I where those things are found and. Or you can go to our website there or Facebook, thesmilinghomeschooler.com
0: dot And Todd, if you will send me some links, I will link back. To you I will the show do that. Today. I will do that. All right. Well, Todd Wilson, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for coming on. I will have you again. I promise. If not, I'll owe you a latte when I see you uh, on the cruise ship. <laughs> and you know how m- many
1: lattes I've had in my life.
0: I know because I think the first time you ever went to Starbucks was with me and Jay.
1: You know that was the first time, and I have you haven't been, since? been back since. <laughs> that was like a really weird story because when we walked in i said i'd never been in and you go you both looked at me like you mean you've never been in one this week (laughs) you know and you you just like couldn't get past that i had never been in a starbucks before
0: i know we were like is this like an indiana thing because in the pacific northwest like actually true confessions i don't like starbucks coffee here like the joke is we call it charbucks because it tastes (laughs) like it's burned yeah you know we're kind of coffee snobs, and that's the truth. And so I don't like their coffee, but I really like their egg bites, and I really like a frappuccino. And I actually don't like their politics. And I could go on and on, but I just couldn't believe <laughs> that you had never actually been. Jay and I were scratching our heads, going,
1: "What?" I refuse <laughs> to go into one without the St. Johns. I will not go back.
0: All right, good. We'll <laughs> try. Okay. We'll try to, we'll try to find time. one it's in Port like Lauderdale. With me.
1: I know we'll good. have to try to
0: find one in Port Lauderdale. Like once every eight years, we'll we'll go to I Starbucks.
1: Think so. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Starbucks. <for
0: it. laughs> Todd Wilson, you are a delight. Please say hi to your wife for me. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you want more information on Todd Wilson, you can go to the smilinghomeschooler.com or familymanweb.com. I will link back to all things Todd Wilson in the show notes today. As always, we appreciate your feedback. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review for us over at iTunes. And uh, if you've got questions for Mailbox Monday, you can find the form to fill out to send those questions to me at com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.